Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining me and I hope you had a great, great weekend wherever you are. Um, Thank you very, very much. I hope you had a great time and we are approaching the festivity season uh, for Garba and Diwali and it's always the greatest time of the year so get ready for that time of the year enjoy yourself uh remember don't forget to 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 be uh, unapologetically um dharmic um you know and dharma is not just you know, for one group of people, one ideology, one philosophy. It's about people who do their duty to themselves, to the earth, to the land, and to understand the trials and tribulations, the layers and layers that make you up, the atva, the currents that form your waves, and to balance your uh, metaphysical energy, to understand the dynamics behind your metaphysical field, do your energy, understand your ancestors, your civilization, respect them, um, and, and learn from them. And that is dharma. That is a, a way to balance. And remembering them is very important. And that is why we have these great festivities to bring people together, to enjoy, to rejoice, to shed your differences. And, and become one. And that, my dear friend, is Vasudev Kutumbakan. Uh, Vasudeva Kutumbakan. Okay, so today we're going to talk about that. Vasudeva Kutumbakan versus Dark. Do you know what's Dark? D.U.C.K. Dark stands for Dalit. Dalit is Hebrew. U is untouchability which is in the Bible, the Old Testament, um, and parts of, I would say, the New Testament also, because it talks about the, you know, uh, disparaging remarks between pagans and stuff like that. Um, so in the Old and New Testament. And there is C for caste, which is Latin Roman Catholic. So C for caste. Um, and K for kufar, which is Islamic racism. Uh, so you have Vasudev Kutumbakan, which is um, what Dharma teaches you, and to rejoice in the fact that we're all currents and waves of the same ocean, and understand uh, Dak, which is Abrahamic uh, supremacy and uh, you know um, intolerance and racism. Basically, what wouldn't say racism, but I would say discrimination. Abrahamic discrimination. So uh, before we go there, we, I just want to bring you to something, your attention. There has been an earthquake in Morocco, my friend, a very bad earthquake, 7.2 on the Richter scale, if I'm not mistaken, 6.8 or 7.2. Anyway, it's bad and it's caused at least 2,000 deaths, but in a region which is very uh, impoverished, a lot of impoverished people around the place. So please, if you have any money, if you have any help, please offer your help in any form or, or of a size to the people of uh, to the people of um, of Morocco. Uh, they are human beings. Like I said, we are all Vasudeva Kutumbakan. So um, 
it is really, really great uh, that if you can support them, uh, share your anything you have, any extra funds you have, you can give it to the Moroccan consulate in India, uh, Moroccan uh, embassy and Moroccan embassies anywhere in the world. And we are hoping that you can all contribute to help those in their worst times. And because that is what Vasudevan, Vasudeva Kutumbakan is. So um, um, we share a small prayer, we share some uh, hope and we send all our best wishes to the people of Morocco, especially the areas where uh, they were affected and hopefully they can go through this difficult time uh, with strength and with, with force and that we are all there with them. Having said that, having said that, uh, we come back to our topic of today. Vasudeva Kutumbakan versus Dark. D.U.C.K. What is that? Now, I was watching, I was watching um, the G20, obviously, like everyone else, or a lot of other people, and there were many uh, document, uh, you know, questions and debates and and issues that came up, they talked about a lot of things. It was a great learning experience for all those who want to learn about G20s. It's about an economic conference that brings about uh, developed nations and, and um, developing nations together to see how they can cope with each other on economic levels, um, come together, investments, climate change, uh, climate uh, issues, um, infrastructure issues. Uh, so all of that is brought on the table and it's not only about war. It's about, it's not about East or West, it's about economic, um, you know, basic economics and how that can help, how, how to avoid economic destruction and how, um, what economics brings to you and how you can empower economics into a region. And like I said, bringing countries, uh, developing and developed countries together. So, um, that's a G20 for you. And I saw a picture from there and it just sparked my interest. Uh, I've put it on my podcast and that picture, that picture of the podcast uh, is basically um, Sergei Larov, I think, who is the foreign minister for uh, Russia. And we have Narendra Modi sharing a laugh, enjoying themselves, absolutely enjoying themselves. And you have, um, you know, the beauty of their laughter and the beauty of their uh, great, um, you know, camaraderie, uh, you know, closeness uh, and, and, and all of the above. And that brought something to my mind. Lav uh, Sergei Lavrov, the foreign minister of the Russia, is... Uh, um, a Christian, or should I say he comes from a predominantly Christian country, okay? And then on the other side, you have, uh, Maha, uh, you have Modi, which is, um, who is a dharmic, Sanatan dharma. Um, people call him Hindu, but Hindu is, yes, you know, everyone in the country, but he follows dharma. Um, and also, and also, you have... Um, uh, many other pictures coming out from this uh, weekend uh, with the great leaders. Um, and one of them is pictures with other European leaders. Uh, and Modi is obviously smiling and having a good time, uh, a good camaraderie with um, 
Joe Biden, who is um, who is the leader of the United States, the, supposedly the greatest free country in the world. Um, so he's the leader of the, the United States. He can have a great meeting, great camaraderie, uh, share a bond with um, with um, Biden, and he can also share a great bond with Sergei Lavrov. These are both Christian leaders. Joe is a Roman Catholic. Not to say that he's a practicing Roman Catholic, but it doesn't matter. We don't care. The bottom line, he's a Catholic and he pronounces his Catholicism. You know, couldn't be, I, I don't know what to say, but anyway, the less said about that, the better. Uh, two Christian countries, two Christian groups, they cannot get along. They cannot get along. These people will, cannot see eye to eye. They're both Christians, they're both Christian leaders, but they cannot get along. And you have a Hindu or a Sanatan, a Sanatani who can get along with both, be friends with both, have fun with both, uh, have great conversations, meeting with both, and yet he is called, he and his philosophy is called dengue, malaria, cuckoos, whatever that those things are, um, those diseases are, um, you know. Um, they, he, people, uh, Christians uh, from South India want to eradicate Sanatan um, and um, they want to eradicate Hindus. They want to er eradicate Sanatan philosophy. Um, but they can't get along with each other. Do you follow what I'm trying to say? It is embarrassing and disgusting, degrading to understand that... Just a minute. It is very degrading to understand that these supposedly great leaders of the free world cannot get along together. You have European leaders cannot get along with Russia. They're all Christians. They're all, not only Christians, they're all Europeans, my friend, all Europeans. But they cannot get along with each other. But their backdoor, their Trojan horses in the name of Christianity, which is the religion, the philosophy, is really a front and a Trojan horse for their people, for their power base, to change the demographics of the land in their favor, change the demographics of the land in your favor, and so that at one point you will automatically, you know, get along supposedly together. Um, their Trojan horse, a colonial Trojan horse, wants to eradicate, wants to eradicate Sanatan Dharma from a land that it's native to, which is exactly what Christianity and Islam has done. Two colonial invading empires has destroyed, eradicated civilizations from this world. They have eradicated complete and utter civilizations, destroyed them they have no shame whatsoever. No shame. They feel pride in the destruction of a civilization. Absolute pride. And they talk about the great 
Christian empire, the great Christian philosophy, Jesus Christ with such pride. They talk about Muhammad, they talk about how great they are, but they have been under 3,000, 2,000 years of destruction each. Destroyed the planet every single place. They cannot even get along together. There is no Christian group can get along with Russia or, and they are bo both Christian denominations. It doesn't matter what the denomination is, they cannot get along. They, are both, they both believe in Jesus Christ, but their Jesus Christ apparently is not helping them. But this supposedly dengue fever, malaria fever of Narendra Modi can get along with both of them and can have great talks, great improvement, great uh, leadership, great political stature, um, he can get along, but he's the dengue fever and the Christians are the great, guess what, the great leaders of the free world. The Christians are the dwell-up nations. Why? Because you went and destroyed everyone else's civilization. You took their wealth, you took their knowledge, you took their people, their resources. So obviously you're dwell-up and they're not. You've left them high and dry with their f historical, you know, fault lines. You've spread the divide and rule, colonized them, separated them, and you're telling me that you're dwell up, and we, and 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 Sanatan, Dharma, Hindus are the are the dengue fever, because behind the DMK Stalin is the are these Christian leaders, they're missionaries who are funding people like Stalin and getting them to be the mob for their for their political ideology camouflage as a religious ideology. Can you understand what I'm trying to say? This, this is what you call dengue fever. This is what Stalin calls dengue fever. At the last, at, at the last G20, there was, um, which was held in Indonesia, Bali, um, it was a whitewash apparently. It was a whitewash. So everyone's saying it was a whitewash. I cannot tell you that I watched it. They didn't interest me at that point. The only reason I'm interested in it is because it's held in India. Okay. Really, really don't follow it otherwise. But I'm glad it came to India because I got to learn a lot. So in Bali, it was a whitewash because the Ukraine war had just started at that point And... The, the Western bloc uh, boycotted every time Russia spoke and Russia boycotted every time, got out and walked out every time the Western bloc um, up started speaking. So it was a whitewash. No one could come to the table. No one could talk. No one could have a conversation. It was an insulting display of of supremacy, of arrogance, of narcissism, to say that you're a victim, the other's bad, of hate speech against one another, when they are both Christian groups. They're both Christian groups. I can never understand why they were fighting before. They're both Christian countries, Christian base, and they just cannot stand each other. What is the use of your Christianity? I mean, is this what Jesus is teaching you? And if they're not fighting with each other, then they're fighting with the IRA. So the IRA versus the Anglicans versus the Orthodox. At the end of the day, it's all Christianity. It's ancient Christian groups fighting with each other 
with the label with new labels. The labels have changed, but the mentality is not. One side in the IRA and the Western Bloc is Latin. So you have Ireland, you have France, you have Western country, uh, certain other Western countries. Then you have Britain, which is Anglican. So they and the IRA keep fighting with each other. Um, then the, all these three get, all these two get together. When they're not fighting each other, they get together and they fight with the, with the Orthodox, who's Russia. So at the end of the day, you're looking at it as Russia, England, uh, United Kingdom, Ireland, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, it's ancient empires still fighting the same fight. The labels have changed, but not the mentality. But they want to eradicate you. They want to eradicate Sanatan Dharma because they are, uh, what, dengue fever, malaria, blah, blah, blah. They want to eradicate you because of social injustice. They have decided that their fighting is okay, but your social injustice is not okay. Um, basically, long and short of the story. Your social injustice that they've created to their occupation of your land and the theft of your resources is not okay. Is the divide and rule that's created by them now misappropriated to, to Hindus, to Hindustan, is not okay. But their three fingers pointing back at them and their war between their loggerhead war with each other, that's okay. IRA fighting the Anglicans is okay. The French fighting the Germans is okay. The Latin, the it, Italians versus the North uh, Europeans versus the Orthodox versus the blah, 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 versus the Armenians versus this versus that, that's okay. All of them crept quiet when Erdogan was opening his big mouth and fighting a war with Armenia recently or earlier this year or maybe last year. So they were fighting and killing 5,000 people died in Armenia and in that war, both sides are Azerbaijan. No one came to the help of Armenia. No one. That's not okay. Sorry, that's okay. But they kept quiet. They kept quiet when 5,000 people died. But when their churches were burned in Manipur, all of a sudden they opened a big fat mouth. And, oh my God, the Hindus are bad. Hindus are dengue fever. We want to eradicate them. This is fascism, Hindu fascism, Hindu for gangs, Hindu for this. Oh, I see. They have no balls to stand up against Islam. No balls whatsoever. No balls. But they can stand up against someone who does not reciprocate, does not go to war, because they know they can say what they want. No, Hindus are not going to come in and blow up their temples and their mosques and, and their churches. But the opposite is true. But they want to eradicate Thank you. You understand how psychologically devoured devoid of any sort of intellect these people are, how brainwashed they are. And this is my point today. This 2,000 year propaganda, 2,000 years, is an extension of the trauma of their mind. It's an extension of the trauma of their mind. Because they've been fighting for so long, they don't know what they're fighting about. They've been fighting for so long, they don't know why they're fighting. They have been fighting for so long, they do not even recognize each other anymore, but they fight, and they want everyone to fight like you. As an ex-Christian, I am just flabbergasted with them. I'm just having a sip of water, sorry. 
that picture that I'm, I put on my podcast told the whole story. We have a prime minister in Narendra Modi who has been very clear and who has set the record straight, um, who, is be, who is able to use his knowledge and his philosophy to bring the world together to heal, who can have a relationship, a political and an economic relationship with, with Russia, a Christian country, with the West, European bloc, with America, doesn't have a problem. But these so-called Europeans, the Western bloc, Russians, all, all Christians cannot get along together on their own plate. But they are fabricating and they are funding groups in India, poor little victim groups trying to pretend that they're victims, that they want to eradicate Sanatan Dharma. It is so bad, it has got so much of a problem in the world, but they cannot stop their own war. They cannot stop their own war. They cannot stop their fighting. But that's okay. You have to stop Sanatanda. They have to eradicate. Oh my God. I'm so sorry for them. In my ass. And I'm saying it in my ass. Not even in my ass. I'm sorry. I take it back. I apologize for my language. But I'm fuming at this point. Absolutely fuming. I cannot believe these people. I just cannot believe them. In the First World War, in the Second World War, and the First World War, India sent her troops to, to the war. Okay, it was under British rule. Okay, whatever it is, India sent her troops to the war. She paid her price for her lives with Indian, for a European battle, for a European hypocrisy, for European um, ignorance. For European loggerheads who, who cannot get along with each other. Whose philosophy and ideology leads them to war all the time. And India, Indian men had to pay the price for their arrogance. But we were under threat. We were under threat. We were under occupation. So we had to do it. You would think that they would have learned. You would have thought that they would learn. No. Did they even say thank you? No. In 75 years, they've never said thank you. Thank you for sending your soldiers to the war. Thank you for sending your soldiers from the other side of the world. No one has ever said that. But let's, let me put it this way. Now, after all these years, 100 years later, they're still fighting. They're still fighting. What is the Ukraine war? It's, a still, it's still the same fight. The labels have changed, but the mentality has not. Because it's not the labels that define the mentality. It's the mentality that defines the label. It's your currents that form the waves. And what did they want to do on the other side? Oh, we want to eradicate Sanatan Dharma. Yes, well, why don't you eradicate your people's trauma from your mind? And when you eradicate the trauma, you'll be free from eradicating everyone else because you won't have to live in fear, anger, and ignorance and arrogance anymore. The, the social justice on the outside is an extension of the social, in, social injustice on the outside is an extension of the social injustice in your Christian minds. Take a load of that. 
Because that is social injustice too. When you understand that you're a fool, that you're brainwashed slave, you're just a relic of an empire, you haven't changed one single bit, you won't have to fight anyone else because you will understand what Vasudeva Kutumbakan. We are all the same. Ahambrahamasmi. We are all the creator and the creation. We are an electromagnetic field. Our field, our magnetic energy has photosynthesized into form. But at the core, we are still an energy field. We are not different from each other. We're not controlled by God with a wand on the other side. We are extension of the magnetic field. We are quantum physics, long and short of the story. We're not pedophile priests. We did not go to the world to colonize her. We send our sons and daughters to teach the best of the teachers in the world. The science and maths are all Indians. The best of the CEOs are science and uh, technology CEOs are all Indians. Do we send our people to, to colonize the world, to economic colonization? Or do we send our people to invade, destroy civilizations, destruction? No. And that's why the, the G20 summit was such a success. Um, uh, because... And the last G20 summit in Bali was a whitewash because the, the European bloc could not get along with the Russian bloc and those who supported her. And no one could just come together to the table and at least have a conversation. So you cannot stop a war if you cannot have a conversation, if you cannot have dialogue. You cannot stop the war. Because the war is an extension of the trauma in your mind. When you do not take... You, you cannot speak to yourself and your arrogance blinds you. This is what you'll get. You'll get war. But that's, that's an understand because in Abrahamic thought, the problem is always on the other side. The problem is not inside. They do not understand that you are your worst enemy. Your arrogance, your in ignorance, your lack of intellect, your refusal to understand your currents that form the waves, your cycles that form you up is what the problem is. And when you think that you're flat earth and your God is in some book, the problem is you. And there's another problem, my friend, duck. You know, like the, in, the I and dot I dot N dot D dot I dot A alliance, okay, of dot 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 gang likes to spread, oh, our alliance, our India alliance. that promotes social justice, which is absolute crap because in 675 years, they've not provided social justice anywhere. They just call other people dengue, malaria, I want to eradicate you. Oh, I don't believe in your gods and our gods. There's no such thing as God. You're freaking ignorant. I apologize for my language, but you are ignorant if you call about gods. Because the word God is an English word. It does not exist in any uh, uh, theological book. It does not exist. The word God comes from Gutha, it was Germanic, then that comes from Gutham. I think I said it wrong the other day. I inverted it. But that's where God comes from. It doesn't exist. So which gods are you talking about? And obviously you do not respect anything about Dharma because you can't understand anything about Dharma. Abrahamic go gods or Abrahamic 
prophets and, and philosophies are flat earth philosophies. They're about colonization of your mind, of self, indulge yourself in some ignorance and, and you expect you expect to have peace. But 3,000 years of bloodshed shows you very clearly that it's not about peace. 3,000 years of bloodshed shows you that you're absolutely ignorant. And the war and the bloodshed is proof of your ignorance. So go back to your drawing board or either get off your slave plantation and take your responsibility so that you could heal and get equal opportunity. But no, they will not do that. What they don't want you to say is dark, d.u.c.k is what Abrahamic ideologies and colonization of your mind is. They are absolutely disgustingly derogatory, but they have appropriated it to other ideologies, other civilizations, only to negate and degrade them. But in reality, dark belongs to them, and that's why they're always at war. So what is dark? Dark is d.u.c.k. D for Dalit. Dalit is Hebrew. It is the fourth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It stands for poor, poverty of your mind. Uh, poverty of your mind because you do not believe the truth of the spiritual truth of the God of the Torah, Yahweh or Hashem. You do not believe in his truth. You do not believe in his philosophy. So you are ideologically unclean, unclean. And because you're unclean and you're, you're, you do not believe in the truth, God will punish you. And so that's why you have become poor, spiritually poor and financially poor. What is it really? It's people who do not align with the establishment, that is what it is. If you don't align with them, they will economically isolate you. And so obviously there's going to be poverty. You can't expect everyone to agree with you because they are the cyclic. You will have some people at, at different angles of the cycle, of the junction. They're not all the same. So they can't all agree with you. But anyone who doesn't agree with you is poverty of your mind, which results in isolation, which means isolation is poverty. So there's always poverty and there's always this. This is exactly what why Abrahamic groups have been the scourge of of this planet and have created more poverty ever before in their lives in, in the planet's history than during their, their tenure. And that's why this planet is an Abrahamic refugee factory because that word Dalit is about supremacy of power, which is stupid, but in the reality, this is what they invented. Dalit means poor, and it's a Hebrew word for poor, for those who did not accept the truth of the Abrahamic way of life. So that's one. U stands for untouchability. It also comes from the Middle East on the Levant. And that is also in the Bible. Now, this has to do with the geographical and the geological um, position of the, the, the land of the Levant. Because all comes from the Levant, which is a very seismic zone, which is also a transit zone for caravan trade. It's also um, a very important, um, and that's why people have to go up and down in the zone. Uh, but there's a lot of seismic activity, means volcanic eruptions and things like that. That's why we had the earthquake in Turkey. Uh, and so there's always pandemics, loss of life, loss of human life. 
loss of animal life, disruption in the food chain, and that means economic downturn, economic degradation, um, uh, and also means diseases. So people would, you know, stay away from each other, and that um, that was called uh, untouchability in Hebrew, or, you know, even the areas before that, the kingdoms before that, it's not that it started with Hebrews, but it has to do with geography and geology. But this has been institutionalized in the Bible. You can find it in the Bible. And that's why uh, the groups call themselves, you know, Sharia zones, Sharia zones, and Dalit zones. So if you're not, you're not Muslim, you will live in a Sharia zone, which is supposedly clean. And a non-Sharia zone, a Kufa zone, is where people who are unclean, who do not believe in the truth of Allah, have to stay. And that is what Islam was always about. It's also what Christianity is about. That's why they had reserves for native people in, in the Americas. They had reserves. And so that is untouchability because they were so unclean. Um, technically, they call them savages. They call them unclean. They call them uncouth. Um, full of uh, diseases, but they were the ones who bought the diseases to North America. So that's a whole different ballgame. But that's untouchability, my friend. That's the same thing that they practice in Africa. Why do you think they didn't like the Africans? Well, one, one of the many reasons was this. The other reasons was when Africa was poor, well, when Africa was on top of the world and they were rich and they had powerful armies, they were the ones who colonized the Europeans. But that's another ballgame. But each one thinks the other is unclean. So D-U-C is caste. Caste is Latin. It comes from castum. Uh, it became casta in Spanish and Portuguese and was taken to Latin America. It's basically a pyramid system for European supremacy. That's all it is. A pyramid system that the people of European lineage are superior to the people who have been colonized. And so Europe was okay to imprint its civilization on someone else uh, by deleting the previous civilization that existed there. And that was called the caste system. Okay? That is Latin American. And that was brought to India by the pedophile Indian Portuguese priest. And now they have very quietly brought it out and made it a Hindu. So every time you say, oh, the caste system, a Hindu caste system, I say, wait, wait, wait a minute. Caste is Latin. It was taken by the Latin Empire. Oh, but there was the Varna system. So immediately, if you don't know what, you know, you're, you're ignorant or you don't, not ignorant, I'll take that back. But if you are not aware that caste is not Latin, caste is not Hindu, if you're aware that caste is Latin um, and you, you challenge their rhetoric, the moment they'll change goalposts and they go straight to, oh, but the Varna system. Wait, wait a minute. I did ask you for the Varna system. I asked you for caste. What is caste? It's Hindu. Okay, please show me. And show me which Hindu went and colonized South America. Oh, yeah, but that's different. Yeah, but you have the Varna system. So change the goalposts not to, to appropriate their filth and their arrogance to someone else and pretend that they are the victims here while giving themselves the reason to eradicate all the civilizations that preceded them. So that is, that is the U in the dark and K is Kufar. Kufar is Islamic. We know that. That is Islamic supremacy. So you have D.U.C.K, which is supremacy and absolute 
derogatory, these three, these four concepts belong to Abraham. They cannot tell you, but they have been on a 3,000 year war path. 3,000 year war path to eradicate every civilization that preceded them. And that's why MK, uh, Stalin Jr. has done everything, who wants to do everything to eradicate Sanatan Dharma. Eradicate. So that means he gives himself the right to purge anyone who is Sanatan Dharma, purge the religion, purge the ideology, purge anyone who, who believes in it, and promote only their, his Christian genocidal values, that which cannot stop a war and degradation and economic and physical torture and torment going on in Europe, could not stop a war of IRA could, uh, in, 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 um, in uh, Ireland, could not stop the war in cannot stop the war on drugs and social injustice in Africa, in South America, because that's all Christian. He cannot stop the drugs. He cannot stop the drug caravans. They cannot stop social injustice in Latin America. But they want to, but they want to do it in India by eradicating dharma. So social injustice is dharma, but over here they give themselves the title of being justice and equality. But when push comes to shove, they can't do it in their territories, yet they are lying. But this is, is exactly the lies is why there's a war in Europe, because they cannot tell themselves the truth. They have divided themselves so much that their trauma, the trauma of their mind is just, it's just doesn't, it doesn't get over. The trauma of their minds will, will get over only once they take their responsibility, which they will not do. But they want to spit on Narendra Modi. Uh, they tried to stop his visa. They tried to stop many things. They have tried from the back door, using their religion as a Trojan horse, to destabilize this land internally and externally, through, uh, through stone pelting, to forced conversions, to the caravan of drugs in the Northeast, to the violence in the Northeast, to the violence in Haryana and Gurgaon, to uh, the lies of the church in the northeast, to rape of our women in Manipur, uh, to um, a 60-year-old drug caravan that has been going on in this land. They, want, they cannot stop that, but they want to stop Sanatan Dharma because they are running these agendas. They are running the agenda of, of uh, war and drugs. So they don't want to stop themselves, but Narendra Modi is stopping the drugs. He's stopping the drugs. And they do not want him to stop the drugs. They do not want him to stop the demographic change that's happening in the country. They do not want him to resurrect his civilization. They want to destroy the Vedic civilization. And that's why they want to eradicate Dharma. Because their goal in life is to destroy and distract anyone and anything that they do not uh, that does not sub submit to their supremacy. At the end of the day, it's about supremacy. It's ignorant, arrogant supremacy. They cannot stop it. So this is what is happening. And that, my dear friends, is the long and short of the story. And that's why I'm having this podcast today to show you um, the image, what it represents for me. It represents uh, the beauty and the healing of the mind of Narendra Modi, who can bring these two groups together, these two loggerhead groups, who apparently both from Europe, both Christian, but cannot see eye to eye with each other, 
but that Christian mentality is doing everything to destroy dharma, which is exactly what is happening to them because the balls in their coat. When you want to destroy someone else, sorry, they will come to destroy you. Life will come to destroy you because you choose to destroy someone else. So you cannot destroy anyone. You're stupid to think that you can eradicate someone absolutely ignorant. You cannot eradicate anyone. You cannot destroy anyone. You can destroy yourself. So think before you want to destroy others. Think. Because that, that cycle will come back to hurt you. Because we're cyclic. We're currents and waves. It's your currents that form the waves. On that note, I thank you for your time. I wish you all the best, the peace. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your in your. Uh, streets stop the violence in your streets my friend and you will stop the violence at your borders because we are all the same we're exactly the same we are all the same species of life well not all the same same species but same life forms at, the, at our core we are humble we are part of the creator and the creation and uh, we are Vasudevan uh, Kutumbagan meaning the earth is one family, including all species of, of flora and fauna. On that note, I take your leave. I thank you for your time. I wish you all the very best. Uh, and please heal because that's what we need to do. Thank you. Cheers and stay safe.